Hi, friends, and welcome to another episode of the Awesome Moms Podcast. I'm your host, Adol Wogelenzer. This is a place where we come together and talk about parenting issues. Let's just say I'm super passionate about parenting and want so badly to do a good job at it. I'm blessed with a very insightful mother who is a parenting expert. She's taught hundreds of mothers in Baltimore over the last 15 years, Mrs. Gitty Horowitz. We get together each week and hash out something that's on my mind or a conversation I've had with a friend or something that one of our listeners brought up. I hope you enjoy this podcast. And if there's someone that you know that you think would enjoy it, please send it their way. Let's do this together. This podcast is sponsored by the Intentional Jew Podcast Network. Check them out at intentionaljew.com. How are you, Ima? Hi. Good to see you, Adol. How you doing? Great. Amazing. Um, I have a great topic from one of our listeners, which before we start is a good time to um, remind everyone that if there's something you want us to discuss, you can send it over to our email. It's on the show notes and we would be happy to discuss something that is relevant to you. So this topic is from one of our listeners. It's a detailed story, but I think that there's a few points we could discuss that could be helpful to people in all different kinds of situations similar. The, the topic is a neighbor that's having a bad influence. Okay. What's the story? Okay. So story goes like this. She, she moved into a new neighborhood and her neighbor moved in right after her. Her neighbor is in, a, is in an unfortunate situation. Um, single mother, works all day, has four kids. Um, they're home alone most of the day, um, them, raising themselves. Um, right away, this um, mother says that she felt that it was important to help out and to be present for these people who clearly need help. So between her and her husband, they helped, they helped her with all different things from, you know, putting in light fixtures to making them dinners and just, just being there for emotional and other support. Over time, their, um, their kids also started getting to know each other. And it didn't take long to realize that these kids were a very negative influence. Um, you know, vulgar language, like real, like a lot of swearing, the way you clearly see where they get, where they got their um, mannerisms, behavior, everything from dance moves to the way they fight. It's, it's, it was clearly coming from a place that was not, that was just, you know, not totally inappropriate. And her, um, um, so this mother, so her, specifically one of her children, um, took to the kids. She just, you know, she thought they were like it. And she, you know, right away started imitating them. And it was very clear that it was, it was having a strong influence on them. And so she had to navigate them. So to make a long story short, she started slowly. She explained to her children that the way the behaviors are not appropriate for us. And she always did it with a lot of respect, speaking very nicely about the neighbors. We love them. They're Jews. You know, she had, she had, I admire her ability to um, explain it to her children in a way that wasn't necessarily degrading to the neighbors, but just in a way of, this is not the behavior that is befitting for us. Um, but it became a lot, you know, a lot of, it became a struggle between specifically this child who wanted to spend a lot of time at their house. So she, first of all, she never allowed her children to go there. She only let the kids to come to her, but that, that, which is also a great move, but didn't either. It didn't help. Even with her supervision, they still behaved in this way and her kids still picked it all up. Um, eventually she, she approached the mother and in a very, very soft and gentle and loving way said, you know, I have a certain kid who's very impressionable it's because of the way she is. And she, she totally like, she just said, you know, we can't, we can't necessarily have 
the kids, um, you know, playing together, but it's not nothing, you know, it's don't take it personally. Um, you know, we could still be great friends and we just can't have these children playing together. Anyway, the mother didn't take it well. It took a while to, for them to even like speak again. Um, and yeah, so what the, what they what they actually they they the, the the parents of the of this child so oh, so the mother who's asking the question says you know we we're doing a lot we're putting a lot of thought and effort into navigating a sensitive situation one of the things they're doing is trying to keep this kid very busy giving her lots of positivity she's a leader giving her responsibilities giving her um you know groups of young kids to take care of and to you know um, groups and activities and you know, get, getting the neighbors, to, whatever, uh, filling her time with positivity so they almost wouldn't be time. But her main question at the end, which I thought was very interesting, is the way they're approaching it is very much like a Band-Aid, like just kind of like trying to f- um, get through this situation um, but not really giving her proper tools to deal with such influence. Now, this, it's, it's a pretty young child, but I think um, what – where would you start here? How would you help someone like this? I, you know, it's actually funny before you even start is that often, you know, I can't, I can't, I have a lot of struggles with my own children, but like when other people ask a question, I'm like, oh yeah, that's easy. Do it like this. (laughs) But this specific situation, I'm like, I don't actually know what you should do. Um, so anyway, what, what's your thought? What's your thoughts? Let me ask you, first of all, how, how old are these children? Um, yeah, I I thought you were going to ask that. I, the, it, it seems that the, um, the child that's getting the impressionable child is, um, either in first or second grade young, but a very specific child who's like we said, very impressionable, has a very strong personality. It's a, it's a, it's a hard, it's a hard call to make from my position. I don't really know specifics. Um, I can tell you that I feel strongly that, um, First of all, the mother did a very good job of navigating a difficult situation. Um, I, I'm I'm not sure that, and, and I also don't have the piece of information. Once she's put a stop, they live next door. So once she put a stop to the relationship, is that real? That they have nothing to do with each other anymore? Right. So you're saying, is it? Are they following through with it? They said right. no more, and they're following through. So. She did bring that up. Um, it was a lengthy question. She did bring that up. She said, you know, she's put a stop to it and they can't really come over. But as soon as she hears the kid in the hallway, she's peeking out. She wants to, she always wants to see her. She wants to see what she's doing. She, and there's how, how much could she say? No, no, no. Like, like, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. it's like anything. She's saying you're peeking in the hall. Are they in apartments? Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I should point that out. That's very relevant. Yeah, when you live in homes and you have um, a nice yard between you and your neighbor, you do have a, you're at a little bit more of an advantage. Um, but yeah, close proximity. Right. Um, okay, so if she's really following through, and you know that's a decision that that she made that she felt that her daughter was was being influenced to a to a degree that that she was uncomfortable with, and a mother has to trust her gut. Um, I, I question whether, though, she's really going to be able to put a stop to the influence that that other child is having. So her desire to give the child tools um, is an important one. Um, our children are influenced by other kids. 
uh, whether or not we want to believe that our kids are influenced. The more a child feels that they want to be like their family, that their their family is chashav. Um, I think it was Rav Dessler said, al right train your child not that he should do it right because we should we can force our children to behave a certain way and act a certain way and behave a certain way we can force it we're bigger than they are especially a six-year-old or 71st or second grader train them teach them so that so that they will want to do they'll want to be like you they'll want to be like your family um it's it's uh, um it's something that they it's 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 the type of person they want to be like they want to be like abba they want to be like mommy they want to be like bubby and zadie they want to be like aunt this one and uncle that one it's it's um to give over to them a, a certain hashivas of the mishpacha and and their and their their yichas so to speak and i'm not talking about greatness in terms of you know rabbanim and things like that. I'm talking about just that this is, you know, we are the last name, whatever it is, we are cones and this is the way cones behave. And it's, it's chashav, um, to give them over that form. And, and unfortunately not everyone has that and you do have that. And we're so lucky and so blessed to, to have such, um, uh, uh, a way in our family. And this is the way we behave to give that over to children. Um, and to behave in a way and have a relationship with them in a way that 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 reminds a child constantly that this is I I want to be a cone I want I want to be part of this family and I it's chashev to be part uh, of this family um, and I don't want to behave it's not you know like you want to give over the the understanding it's pasnish to behave like that to talk like that to use words like that it's it's not not refined. It's not, it's not royal. It's not, um, not the way we speak. So without, you know, without saying those things constantly, but by modeling and making your home one that is so warm and inviting and loving and exciting and special that they're, that that's really the way they want to be. Now that doesn't mean that some kids won't take certain detours, they're going to detour. They're going to try things on for size. What is it like to say a word like that? What is it like to watch something that maybe I shouldn't or play a game or, you know, what, what are those things that they want to experience it? Mm -hmm. So for younger children, you have to make sure that you're around so that the experience isn't something that's going to um, harm them, you know, down the road, a child using a bathroom word or is, is probably not going to affect them long-term. Something they try and for size doesn't really feel that good, uh, especially if you don't give it a big rise. It doesn't get a big rise out of you or anyone else, and they move on. They tell a joke that's not appropriate, and nobody makes a big deal out of it, and they move on. So they're going to, um, you know, they're going to try things on for size. They're going to, you know, push the limits a little bit about what they can wear or where they can go, and you're going to parent them. We don't wear that, and we don't, do that. And then you're going to move on because there are beautiful things that she can wear. I don't know if this is a girl or a boy. Um, I believe a girl. A girl. You know, so th there are beautiful things. And, and I do take take time to make sure that, that you feel good about what it is that you're that you're wearing. Um, and you have they have exciting games and things. So I, I, I don't I, you know, 
again, I think this mother does have to trust her gut. And if she feels that it got too extreme, unfortunately, nowadays, the exposure that some kids have is way beyond what a first or second grader should be exposed to. And if she feels that it was just past the line, then she has to go with her gut. And, um, you know, the way she, she approached it was, was excellent. Okay. So as far as tools, just to jump back to the, the, the question is that as far as tools, you would say the first tool is, um, a sense of pride of who we are, meaning it's not necessarily having to do with them. They are they. nothing to do with them. Right. And this is us and we're, and this is how we are. And there's a confidence and a pride that we have in our family. Yeah. Okay. Now, how about at that age, it's like, even not just that age, once something becomes inappropriate or wrong or it, it, it doesn't become, it becomes like a, what the kid go, the kids want to go, to, to go for things that are not allowed. Am I wrong? There are those kids. There are those kids that are more attracted to things that are not allowed and you have to be much more on your, you know, it has to be much more on your radar to make sure that it's not only keeping the kid busy, but filling their time and with good things so that they will want to grow in different ways and, and use their talents and, and build themselves. So to just say that it's keeping them busy and out of trouble there is a, an element of that, but it's more than that. It's building them as people. So to give them things, opportunities, and and um, the wherewithal to build themselves and to become the people that they can be. That takes time. That takes effort. That takes money. Um, that takes direction. So all of those things help a child to become everything that they can be. And, you, and they don't have a lot of time on their hands to get into trouble. But it's not like I'm giving them all these things to do as fillers because I need to keep them out of trouble because eventually the fillers are not going to work anymore. But if we're building them and we're showing them what type of person they could be and what talents they have that can be developed, then as those talents and those abilities are developed, they're going to go a different direction often than a child that's, you know, doesn't have those things to do and doesn't, has not developed themselves. Does right. that make sense to you? Yeah. So that's almost that we can even make that like a second, a second tool is not just a, a, a family pride, but an individual pride, like right. a, um, a, a sense of individuality, a sense of can do of, um, you know, feeling good about themselves and, um, developing their, their own identity and developing their, their, their talents and abilities. Do you, do you, do you agree or do you think there's, there's often time to, do you, do you think it's you? it's often the right approach to say you cannot interact with this friend. Cause th this, I, I imagine this comes up a lot in, in, in school too. Um, you know, you can't be friends with this kid. You could be friends with that kid. I, I, I once overheard a conversation of, um, yeah, a mother saying, yeah, we, ch we choose the friends or we allow our kids to play with these kids and not those kids. What is, what's your thought about that? A tangent, but not really. So it, it often doesn't work. Um, the more, the, especially a child who has an atia towards certain types of kids, you say you can't be friendly. Those are the ones they gravitate towards. Mm -hmm. um, I would encourage certain friendships and just by behavior, discourage others. 
if a kid is very much drawn to a certain child, have them at your house, be very involved in the play date. Um, doesn't mean you have to sit with them and play. It means you have to know consistently what's going on and what the conversation is about and what they're actually doing. Um, some children like this just take a lot more out of you as a parent. They mm-hmm. need parent, a lot more parenting on, you know, hands on deck parenting. Um, and, and, you know, in Ratz Hashem, you will see the, the payros of that, but it's, it's not, it's not, these children are not always the easier ones to parent at a young age. Right. There, there's no easy way. There's no easy way out. Now I do know one situation that I'm thinking of, of parents that actually picked up and moved really had a difficult neighbor. And it wasn't an apartment. It was a house and the neighbors were not neighbors that they wanted. They felt that their children, not more than one were being influenced negatively. They picked up and they moved. So it's not an unheard of thing. It takes a lot of Wow. Inner strength to do something like that when you really feel that your children, that there's no way that you can um, put up boundaries that you want to. Um, it, it, sometimes that's, that needs to be done, but. Um, wow. It's funny when, when, when that thought, when I, when I thought of that, like I, I didn't, I, I, exactly that I thought was not an option, but I guess if it's really bad, that's, that's really the only way. But you're saying just back to parents felt that way. I'm not making a judgment call one way or the other. They felt that that was the best thing for their children. They got up and moved, which is, you know, call a vote to them that they were willing to, to, to make such a change in their lives um, for the good of their children. Yeah. And I would also add um, as another point to the confidence is to move away from the counter, which is that. Uh, in this situation where there's influence, I feel it's, it seems to me that a lot of the um, talk revolving around influence is fear-based, you know? There is a lot of fear. A lot of parenting nowadays in general comes from fear. Right. I know that's a whole different topic, but it very, Mm -hmm. very much applies here because. Yes, it does. Your, your kids will sense your insecurity. You, You, if you are very insecure about your way, that usually you that usually can be given over and it, if you're nervous about them learning something and you they sense that fear and it's not it's it it has the opposite effect than what than what you're describing you know absolutely they don't feel good about themselves they 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 sense like you're saying your okay. your insecurities and and a child who senses parent parental insecurity becomes also very insecure and almost feels like why you know it must be that they have something that you know, that's a good thing that right. it's good for me. That gives us a, a better sense of security. I'll go over there. Right. Definitely can play into this very, very much. Absolutely. So that was one thought. Um, another thought I had was, um, modeling, um, healthy confrontation where this was, this is going back to the tools. Maybe we can add this to be a tool, um, is giving a child the, the words and the, the, the phrases and the method of healthy confrontation. And I think you can do that if the kids are over at your house. I mean, I could relate to, we have a little example. It's not even close to this extreme. Um, It's very, very, very much not, I would not even put it into like a challenging situation, but we, we have a, um, uh, we have someone who comes off into our house who I don't allow my child to go to their house because also no parental um, supervision whatsoever. Um, But the child who comes to our house who, who, when pushes boundaries, I model confrontation I say we don't do that in our house or um or that's that um 
that's not a that's not an appropriate way to you know it, it, we we don't yell off the porch. It's not it's not respectful to the neighbors. And I just say like in a nice, calm, comfortable, you know, look at her sh- like just get, just give the give the words give the give the comfortability of telling someone what we do and don't do. Like in our uh, sorry, if I would rephrase, I say in our family we don't do it like this. But like in a calm, confident voice. I think that could be a tool I wouldn't too. call it I wouldn't call it a confrontation because confrontation has the has the um um what's the word I'm looking for it, it just sounds like you me against it, you it's, it's, yeah it's going to be a um a, a confrontation you don't you don't want to have a confrontation it's um okay it's a, a, a it's you, it's, a, it's a healthy response to, to mm-hmm. what they're doing. It's um, a healthy recounter, if you want to say, it's the way we do things. It's mm-hmm. our way of doing things. Um, it's more of a, of a difference, you know, difference of opinion, and this is the way we do things. Strong mm-hmm. difference of opinion, but this is the way we do things here. And you're welcome to be here when, when you do it this way. Right. Not if. You're welcome to be here when you do it this way. Okay. You're welcome to be here when you don't scream off the porch. Right. We're so happy to have you here. Right. When you eat, you know, with with you know, appropriate the supper table. We sit at the table and we eat at the table. Whatever it is that you're modeling for her and 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 you know, asking her to do. Mm-hmm. It's, um, do you yeah, think that is a helpful thing to do, or that's? Um... I think it's very helpful. And when she's not there, if especially if your daughter questions it or she's not so she says she's not so comfortable. You can role play with her. You be the girl and and have her respond, pos- you know, appropriately. Or, or she could be the girl and then you show her how to respond properly. Right. You know, the proper thing to say to her. Right. And that's excellent. Role playing is always very helpful. Right. Um, that's interesting. I wasn't necessarily saying role playing. I was saying um, like telling the friend straight myself. That too. Uh-huh. Okay. You're model. That's modeling for her. But okay. also when the friend's not there, some, sometimes okay. kids get tongue tied if they haven't said it before. Right. So to role play with her and, and give her the strength, you know, once she hears herself say it, she can more easily say it again. Right. Give her that opportunity. Right. Um, you're also modeling something here very, very special that, you know, we don't have to agree with everyone that we're friendly with. We don't have to be exactly like everyone that we're friendly with. You're clearly showing her that you do not and do not approve of the fact that she does not have enough oversight in her home. And yet you're not saying that we can't have anything to do with her. Right. So that's a, is a beautiful thing. If, if you can do it to, to model that acceptance of the situation and you're going to help out that situation because it's a difficult one without saying anything, you are relaying that to your, to, to your daughter, to your kids. Okay. Um, okay. I think that, I think that pretty much wraps up. So just to review, we would say that um, the tools that we're giving to someone who finds themselves in a situation where their child is being um, influenced strongly by a neighbor, a classmate, um, someone, anyone who comes into their life. Um, So we're saying number one is help to build a positive um, family belonging. Um. Uh, uh, sense of pride, sense of pride in the family, belonging and pride. Okay, so a healthy sense of belonging and pride in the family. This is this is a great place. This is a great um, family to be part of. Um, 
So although they might go through some bumps in the road or as your expression, try it for size, try it, try it on for size, try it on for size, Take certain detours. Yeah. And, and try to, you know, experiment here and there. Ultimately they will most probably come back to the family that they are proud of. So that's number one. Um, number two, you said was, um, in an individual, a sense of pride, confidence, we can call it, or um, really a, a self-knowledge. This is what help your child to know what they personally are good at and what they have to offer. Um, so they're not necessarily looking for identity in um, a negative influence, in a friend that with a negative influence. Um, so that is obviously much easier said than done, but it's about exploring um, with your child or, or just um, learning them and figuring that out and encouraging certain things and giving them opportunities to express their strengths. Express and develop, right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and then the last tool we would say is um, help by modeling um, how to broach a, uh, someone who is not necessarily the same as you. Show them through role-playing or through modeling that this is how we react to someone who, who behaves in a way that's, that is not, is not appropriate. And we can still love them and accept them, have them over, but it's okay to address it. It's not a problem. Right. And to remember and not to be, not to fear, not to fear because fear. Fear comes across to children as something that, you know, I don't necessarily, they, they don't necessarily want to follow you when you're parenting out of fear. Fear gives them a, 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 a an unclear picture of what you really think is right. What are you afraid of? Um, so we, we have a sense of security of who we are, what is correct. Um, and that's what we're giving over. And we're not afraid that you're going to go and do something that is that who would want to do, who would want to do that. So there's not, there isn't that fear. It's, this is right. And I'm your mother and I love you and I'm giving over what's best for you. No fear here. I I, I know that you're going to choose well. Right. Um, so to 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 have that sense of security yourself, and by having that sense of security and calm, you're going to give that over to your children as well. Right. And, and that's going to. I, I just want to end up with one over other thing, which is the basis of all parenting, and and this just this is one of those things that so reminds us of it, and that's you have to dive in. You need to dive in. You have to ask Hashem for his help because your, your child is going to come across lots of different people in their lives that are going to be bad influences. And we just have to dive in that, that they don't choose to go in that direction and do everything perfectly. And, and there's still going to be people that, that influence your children negatively. So, so, da- so do everything like we're saying and then, and then dive in a lot or right. dive in, then do everything pro- properly and then dive in again. Don't, right. don't forget to dive in. And when you pass their room and they're, um, they're trying out dance moves in front of the mirror, just take a deep breath and smile and dive work. in that it's a passing phase and, <laughs> and go in and, and show them what you did in high school. Right. And they you know, right. don't be afraid of them. <laughs> show them what you did and they'll tell you you're an old fogey and whatever, but, but show them that dancing is fun and you like it too. And there's a nice way to do it. Right. That, that, that wraps up. Okay. Thank you, Ima. I think that is very helpful, and I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining our discussion today. We hope you found it meaningful. If you have any specific questions or general topics you'd like us to discuss, send them our way 
awesomemomparenting at gmail.com. Your thoughts and feedback are so helpful to all of us.